Conrad, a working mom of a toddler and an elementary school kid. And I'm Claire, the mom of two boys who are also in elementary school, and I also work full-time. We're two friends in the middle of the country, in the middle of parenting, in the middle of our careers, and in the middle of just about everything. Hi guys, welcome to the middle of everything with Sarah and Claire. All right, hey, we're here after spring break. We both had... A good couple of trips. Yeah. Why don't you, what, what do you do, Sarah? Okay. So we went to Dallas for a few days to visit my sister, just me and the kids. So road trip solo with kids. Did it. Nice. Easy, actually. It was not, it was not that bad. Went to the Perot Museum in downtown Dallas, which is amazing if you're nearby. Dinosaurs, kids area, outer space. Mm-hmm geodes and rocks and a whole day really worth of stuff to look at if you have the endurance to do it it. is this this is i'm gonna sound dumb is this the same perot that ran for president yes same guy yeah so i mean i he he just is sort of a philanthropist um i don't know the history behind the museum but the architecture is great it's i think Fairly new-ish to downtown Dallas. Like, I want to say... It's downtown? That was yeah, it's question. right kind of in the middle of it all down there. Or I might be getting my Dallas. It might be uptown versus downtown. I don't totally know the difference, but it's right down there. Not in the suburbs. No, no. It's in the central core of Dallas. Yeah, I, I want to say maybe it's been there like 10 or fewer years. Like this is our second time to go, but it's been only within the last like five years that we've gone. So fairly new. So cool, modern architecture, great exhibits. The downstairs has a rotating exhibit. This time uh, it was a Lego exhibit, but we it was sold out because it was mm-hmm. spring break. So we didn't get tickets in time to get to go to that. But we could see some of it from the hallway that we were in and it looked really cool kind of more of an adult lego exhibit like they had a van gogh painting done in legos and things like that so the a falls the a fall community probably did that what do you know about the no what is this adult fans of lego Oh, yeah. okay. This so is a thing. It's, All it's right. Definitely a thing. Good to know. Um, I'm not a member, not, but I <laughs> only because I just don't have the skills. Right, but, right, right. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a thing. We watched okay. a couple documentaries on Lego because we're right. that kind of nerd. No, yeah, not gotcha. Only do we play with the Legos, but we need to watch mm-hmm. documentaries about other people playing with the Legos. Totally. Um, excuse me, Lego bricks. Yes. Yes. Um. But yeah, it's a thing. Okay. But it's cool because, it, yeah, it's these yeah. people that make incredible, incredible yeah. things. Yeah. It looked really cool from the pictures and just what we could see. But the line was very long and there were no tickets. So yeah. we didn't yeah. get to do that. But that was great. And then Dallas highlight number one. Dallas highlight Check. one. We did a few things around the little suburb that my sister lives in. Came back. Kids went to camp for a couple days so I could work and then went over to Bentonville, Arkansas Stayed at a wonderful Airbnb, um, highly recommend, mm-hmm. by the way, if you're ever going over there, and uh, went to the Amazium, which we had not been to. We've been to Crystal Bridges with the kids, but not to the Children's Museum, exactly. and it was wonderful. Um, spent pretty much a whole day there and just had a blast, and our kids were exhausted, mm-hmm. and that was it. It was pretty fun. Yeah, so. that's great. So we did – we were also in Arkansas, so mm-hmm. you could tell – Road tri- road trip road tripping, yeah, is the, is the theme of our spring break. I think, yeah, we went over to Eureka Springs with some of our dear mm. friends and had a great time, um, in like a sort of communal Airbnb situation right. where we all 
um, we all stayed in the same place. It was great. And then we did a night of camping um, with a, a, at another friend's property, and that was really fun too. They live, kind of, they don't live there. They have uh, some land out in. God, I'm going to get my directions wrong. I think Eastern Oklahoma. And it was just one of those perfect, like, clear but cold still. Yeah. But not too cold. Like, people could sleep, but you really had to layer up to sleep. Mm -hmm. And we just had all the tents out in a little circle. And it was just a really great thing. It's a great lead-in to today's topic. Perfect. Which is about camping with kids. Mm -hmm. This is a little bit – I think when you camp on – like, they have a cabin on the property. So okay. nobody stayed in the cabin, but there was a – bathroom nice crucially yes there was a kitchen so we were you know cooking breakfast and stuff in the kitchen oh that's nice so yeah it was really atypical in terms of like camping experiences so we'll get into that a little bit later but like the different kinds of like camping Mm -hmm. with other people camping by yourself camping in a primitive sort of campground situation versus something a little like this which was definitely you had some amenities there amenities that's the word I needed (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, But anyway, so this was definitely, we were in the tent, but we had plenty of amenities, lots of friends, lots of other kids that, Mm -hmm. you know, and and not other people around. That's nice. um, That's another thing about camping with kids is, you you know, and again, we'll talk more about this later, but just the the stress for me that goes along Mm -hmm. with me worrying about my kids and how they're affecting other people's camping experiences. Like that was completely removed. So it was a very just chill, lovely time. So yeah, we had a good, good spring break. Came back feeling refreshed and my kids have already started the countdown to the end of school. I know, right? And I have too, but for very different reasons. Yes. The dread. (laughs) Oh gosh, here comes summer. Yeah. They're like, here comes summer. Mm -hmm. So it's on. Well, that was a good segue. Great. (laughs) I didn't even know you had camped over spring break. Yeah. This is why ketchup's important. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about camping with kids. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at themiddleofeverythingpodcast.com, on Instagram or Facebook at The Middle of Everything, and on Twitter at T-M-O-E Podcast. And if you like the show, don't forget to review us on iTunes. It helps. Thanks. Bye. Okay. It's Sarah and Claire, and we're back to talk camping with kids. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of places we could start, but let's yeah. just say we've done one camping trip together, yeah. like your family and my family, which was wonderful. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, was that the first time you guys had gone camping with Towns with your no, little one? No. We have gone... We've been going with him since he was about 18 months old. Okay. So that's a great place to start because I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. We did not um, really start camping with our kids. I I bet Finn was three at least when he went on his first camping trip. Um, So what are some of the things? So so when Towns was 18 months, Bowie was four, five? Five. Five. Five-ish. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges that... Like, you had been camping before with just Bowie, right? No. So, oh, okay. So this is the first time for both of them. Yeah. We had – I had been reluctant to take small children. And I have this infamous camping story from my 20s where we were in Colorado. We tried to hike in. It rained. The person I was with didn't have the right equipment. And I was like – Guard for life from camping. Like I didn't want any part of it. I didn't want anything to do with it. And so 
my husband had always loved to camp, had a bunch of equipment already, always tried to talk me into it. And I just was like, no, no, no. And then we had a baby and I was like, no, really, no, I'm not taking a baby camping. That's not okay. So by the time we had Towns and he was about 18 months old, he talked me into it. And now I will say, so first of all, should we clarify most of the time when we're talking about camping, we're talking about like drive-in your car, park level yes, camping. yeah. You, we're not hiking in. We are not not in the middle of nowhere. No, typically. no. There's other people. There's yes. You know. That I am still not game for that anytime mm-hmm. soon. Partially because of the trip in my twenties. Partially because I have two kids and I don't want to deal with that. We have too much stuff now. Yeah, with all those kids and people, it's just too much stuff. So he talked me into it, and my stipulation was we will go to this particular state park, Sequoia. Because there is a lodge there. And if this goes horribly awry, I will take the baby and go stay in the lodge. Like, I was just like, yeah. I mean, that's my solution. This that's is my great, backup plan. Because we were going to go for two nights. I think it was like a fall break or a long weekend or something like two that. Two nights for the first time out of the gate is significant. Yeah. If, especially if it was the first time for both kids. I mean, yeah. we did plenty of one night, I'm going to call them tester runs, yes. where we committed to like a whole weekend. We had done, I want to say, a night or two in like the backyard mm-hmm. with just Bowie and Grant and they would do that. I would stay in the house with the baby. Great. Whatever. Yeah. This is one of those things. I, I honestly, in hindsight, I do not know why I agreed to it. Two nights with two small children. And I was just like, okay, yeah, fine. Whatever. Um, there was a lodge. You had the it, lodge There option. was a lodge. I knew it was there. I knew it was cool and recently remodeled. Yep. I kind of wanted to see it anyway. And so I was just like, that's the backup plan that's going to happen. So... So yeah, we did it. That first trip, I want to say mixed results. It was a it ended up being a beautiful weekend. It was great. We had a lot of fun. We had some equipment failures that we then upgraded before the next time we went because we learned that um a what what seems like a two to four person tent with children and all their stuff is not actually oh, a two to four person Let's tent. Let's just pause on this. Yeah, for a that's second. a whole other topic. Rookie mistake. Yeah. We did the same thing. We bought a four person tent because naively I'm thinking we four have people. four people. Mm-hmm. And also, by the way, two of those people are small humans. Yeah, fine. So it's going to be fine. Oh, MG. Yeah. No, worst idea. If, I mean, mm-hmm. season campers are laughing at me now. Everyone, I tell the story, it like rolls their eyes like, God, you're so effing stupid. If yeah. You thought a four-person four tent was right for four people. It's literally how many people you can fit in a tent like, lying down. Like side by that side me- in a sleeping bag. Metric. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like if you were to lay four people side by side, they could fit on the mm-hmm. floor of this tent. Now, that is not the same thing as a tent your family should use with backpacks, with Mm -hmm. shoes, with blow-up mattresses, with... In this case, with a pack-and-play. With a pack-and-play! Exactly! Like, it's, like, such a misnomer, and I get why they do it, and whatever, and I'm giving away how naive I was about the whole thing when I bought the tent, but almost like like hellish mm-hmm. like is almost the way I would describe it because you're tired you get the kids to bed there's no way to physically get your body into the tent right. without jostling everybody in the same very small yep. if you have any kind of claustrophobia tendencies girl those are gonna yeah. be in full effect or like I remember you know because most of those tents are lower and you have to like crouch to get in yeah my back hurt so bad by the end of that first trip between 
having to sometimes, so he could walk by that point, but just kind of carry him into the tent or like lift him Mm -hmm. in or help him in and out of the pack and play while hunching over and climbing myself in and out and taking shoes on and off. That, that was the fail of that trip, that the tent situation was not right. Um, but we upgraded mm-hmm. and have done it again since many times. So yeah, that was, I would say, you know, we, we did it. We tried it a couple times. We, I think we went two or three times when he was little and we still had a pack and play. By the second time we had upgraded to the much larger tent. And so the pack and play wasn't as big of a deal. Um, and that was one, we took it. I would say because it was what he was used to and we wanted him to be able to sleep and we didn't know if he could like, you know, fun- work in a sleeping bag or like mm-hmm. if he'd roll around or what he would do. And when they're that little, sometimes they need to be contained. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're building a fire or you just are trying to load stuff out of the car or in the car and you can't, they Hold can't the be baby. wandering yeah. around. Yeah. So, cause it, again, at that age, they don't know not to touch the fire or, you know, they just, you, it's harder. So I would say if you're going to take a baby, pack and play, do it. I mean, it takes up a lot of space in your car, but it's a necessity. The other thing we really used a lot, um, you know, for the first two or three times we went when he was young, we had one of those clip-on high chairs that you could clip on because most of the sites have a picnic table yeah. adjacent. Oh, good idea. And we would get use that clip-on high chair and you could, I mean, one, he needed it to eat, but also then he's stuck in it and can't get out for if and and then he could see what we were doing but could not be roaming around the campsite so that was i would say tips if you're going with a baby those were two really important things Mm -hmm. that we had i mean and these were still like diaper changing days so i've like changed diapers and tents Mm -hmm. and done all that fun stuff so we did that for a little while but yeah that's yeah. Now we're past those days, and I'm very happily, very happy that we're past those days. Yeah. Um, so it's a little less packing these days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is he still? Are you still at a point where you feel like? I mean, do you still have to have eyes on him all the time? Or is yeah, he like kind of wander. Are you okay with that? I still like to. Well, it, it kind of depends. If we're close to water, yeah, I get nervous. I don't want a kid like. Or some of the places we'll go or like have kind of like a cliff, not like a huge cliff, but you know what I mean. There's a drop mm-hmm. to fall into water or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I would say, yeah, I mean, he's three and a half now. Uh, he'll be four this summer. So for now, I mean, we can communicate to him. Like he knows, like, don't touch the fire. Don't, you know, mess with stuff. But he's at that age, too, where he's maybe going to do things just because we said not to because mm-hmm. he's three and that's a thing. And just maybe not the best judgment, like... I mean, you know, it's like if we're playing in front of our house, I, I don't let him play out there by himself because I'm afraid he'll ride his bike into the street and not think sure. about it. You know, sure. something like that. So, yeah, I still need eyes on him at this yeah. point. But saying that, we haven't been since last fall. We haven't gone yet this mm-hmm. year. So maybe we've made a little bit of a jump in maturity yeah. since then. Ours can wander off if they stick together. Mm-hmm. And if, and of course, this is all place dependent. Right. So you have to kind of know the lay of the land. And you mm-hmm. had a great point about water. Um, my, I've got one kid that's a stronger swimmer, but 
in any case, when water and kids are involved. Right. You need to be aware, obviously. But in getting ready for this episode, I was reading through some things. And one one tip that I loved that somebody said is just give your kids a whistle. I saw that same tip. We so, read the same article. Yeah, and we're going to go through this. Some just ideas for things you mm-hmm. have to have. But... It was, it was just a no-brainer to me because, I mean, we, so we're a scout family mm-hmm. um, and definitely in, like, as, I don't know if it's one of the essentials, don't, don't get me, if you're listening to this and you know all about it, don't, <laughs> you're an Eagle don't scout. be mad at me, I'm doing my best, but um, I want to say a whistle was one of the essentials you're supposed to have in your backpack, mm-hmm. but that was like for like, if you're... It's basically prepping a kid. Like if you're going to go on a hike, hike the out. things you have to yeah. have in your backpack. Um, but I never thought of like when we're just at a campground or something, mm-hmm. giving our kids whistles around their neck to just go because the idea, of course, is that if they need help, if they trip, they fall, right. they break an ankle, whatever, um, and their little voices maybe don't carry that the yeah. whistle would. So I thought that was a great idea and definitely something I think we're going to start yes. start doing because that I think would just give me also next level peace of mind yeah. about the whole thing. So They're what is your great. rule now? It's you, they have to be able to hear your voice. Yes. So our, our rule used to be, I have to be able to see you and you have to be able to see me. So like mm-hmm. if you're, if we're in sort of a, like a, like a prairie camping scenario. So where we live, there's a lot of different you can go all variations. directions. Yeah. So we've been at places before that were kind of flat and wide, and that was great for that particular rule. Mm-hmm. But there, are, when you get into places that are hilly or kind of craggy, more densely like, forested yeah. or something, that can be a little bit challenging. So as they've gotten older and kind of shown that they can handle mm-hmm. themselves, our new rule is you have to be able to hear my voice. So at any point, like number one, typically, like kids are not the are not quiet mouse, right? You know. He, beings like I'm not telling any parent anything they don't know so typically I can hear them like crashing and fighting and arguing over Pokemon cards or something in some part of the park and I can hear the whole thing um when it gets quiet or when I can't hear them I will typically just yell out Mm -hmm. hey boys can you hear me and then I have to hear them come back with like yes mom we're down here yes mom we got it and then they're fine I let them keep going the minute I have to like yell more than once or they're not responding, they know like I'm going to go find them and their asses are going to be back in the tent <laughs> and they're just going to be sitting there. So mm-hmm. like that's the motivation for them to stay within earshot. Mm-hmm. So and it's worked out pretty well so far. I mean, knock on wood. Yeah. But yeah. So that's kind of so where we still are. Uh, I still want to be able to see them. Younger one in particular. Like if we were together, my older son went off with your older boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be, okay. be fine. Yeah. But for towns, I still want to be able to see him. And they're... Mine also know, and we do this too at the playground, you know, if we're some at a big park and I it's busy, they know if they hear me shout their name, they need to answer back because yeah. I get nervous just, you know, and all that sure. equipment or whatever. So they're still learning that they really need to do that. Or with my seven-year-old, it's, are you paying attention or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he kind of goes off in his own land yeah. sometimes in his brain. But I love the whistle tip. Should we run through some more tips? Yeah. So we'll link to this from the page. Um, there were There's a ton of resources out there if you're thinking about mm-hmm. doing this for the first time. I went to uh, sort of the Gospel of Outdoor Activity, which is REI in my mm-hmm. book. So um, this is where our tips are coming from. And like I said, we'll link up to it. But a couple of these. Okay, so I'm going to run through them and you tell me if you've done them, if you haven't done them, sure. if it was a good idea or maybe a riff on it. So this one I know you've 
you've done. It's practice camping at home before you guys go. Mm-hmm. Have you done? I mean, Bo- we have Bowie and Grant. Did yeah, that totally. And I yeah. definitely think that's a good idea. One to get your kid used to however they're going to be sleeping, be mm-hmm. that a mat or a sleeping bag or whatever, but also kind of as a test, like, you know, what, do they have a problem with that? And then how do you fix it before you're stuck out in the middle sure. of the woods? Do they fit you know, in their sleeping bag? Do they right. know how to zip up their whatever? Like, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. totally agree. It's a great one. And we actually, for, we have an upcoming scout camp out. I was telling mm-hmm. you about for my youngest, this will be his first scout camp out. He's mm-hmm. been camping with the family, of course. They did at their at their meeting before the camp out, they all did a um like a like a practice run uh-huh. of that. Like they'd set up a tent, like all the little, you know, first graders together, which I thought was really I sweet love it. and a good idea. Cause for plenty of people, like scouting is like their first mm-hmm. sort of a step into camping. So that was cool. Take a trial run. So before your overnighter, try a family day outing at a park. And we didn't do that. No, I mean, at a certain point, you just we go to the go. park. But then, then yeah, in. this was my, I guess my sort of variation on that was going close to home with a backup option the first yeah. time. Like we weren't taking a four hour drive yeah. to a different state park or something the first time ever to yeah. go camping. This other one is funny because it is I, I know for a fact you do it, which is take notes, write down reminders, like pack more scr- sunscreen, bring long pants as those things are coming to you. You must yeah. do that. You write down everything. I make lists. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. to. One, it just gets it out of my brain so yes. I'm not worrying about well, that's it. That's a tip they give yeah. for people with anxiety, which I know we've talked yes. on this podcast about before, but one of the things you hear is like the minute a thought comes into your head write it down mm-hmm. because then you don't have to think about it anymore well and or you know stress over remembering yeah and especially again things have changed a little as the kids have gotten older they don't need quite as much stuff but it's like especially with taking a baby you know it's like you know you got to bring diapers you got to bring wipes which i mean you're bringing wipes anyway because you need a ton of wipes but live. yeah and then you know you might need diaper cream or, you know, it's just all those little things. Now, again, it's gotten much easier to go anywhere with a toddler versus a baby. But again, it's like, don't forget the, you know, the lovey or the certain pillow they need to sleep with or whatever, just to make your life easier and everybody else's. So that's a good lead into the next tip, which is, um, do you give your kids the responsibility to pack their own stuff? No. A (laughs) hundred percent? Like you're just like, you do it all? Yeah. Even their, like, entertainment kind of stuff? Now, that I do. I say, and this is true of any road trip, I give them a backpack. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you can take in the car whatever to- – or, you know, wherever you're going. Whatever will fit in this backpack. Mm-hmm. Toys. Now, if we're on a road trip, that's devices. We typically leave devices at home for camping. Um Save. We usually do bring one iPad in case it rains because we have had it rain and we ended up just watching a movie in the tent on the iPad. But yeah, we we don't do devices. Yeah, I'll let them do their own toys mm-hmm. or accessories, but clothes wise, we're just not there yet. It's right. me and my younger one in particular, but even my seven year old, I just don't know that he would bring. Like, if he's dressing himself for school, great. Like, that's a one day you're not going to be out in the elements. But, mm-hmm. you know, but you've let your kids pack, don't you? Well, for so for camping, so we have hilariously let them pack for, like, sleepovers I and stuff. I feel like this is, yeah. They'll end up with, like, a book, one pair of socks, and a water bottle. Right. Like, just rando stuff. It's like... 
like like with the or maybe like socks and a t-shirt like they were going for a change of clothes but yeah just like forgot, forgot the halfway pants. through mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. but um with camping i would say we're it's kind of a hybrid so i for sure we take care of the big stuff obviously right. sleeping bags whatever but we do i think tell the kids like okay pack your own bag but by the way we're gonna be camping so there's no electricity so if i were you i would make sure you had a flashlight and i would make sure mm-hmm. you had a whatever so we, they've got the little headlamps they wear yeah the campsites and stuff like that so they are responsible for packing that stuff it's the kind of stuff that like if they don't bring it it's going to be a pain in the ass but it's not going to mm-hmm. you know wreck the trip right um but they would kind of learn a lesson but it doesn't super impact me like if it falls into that category i try and make them responsible okay. for it but also mine are a little bit older and and like i said the the really important stuff yeah they're not i would be afraid they would like Bring a short sleeve shirt when it was going to be yeah, 30 or, exactly. you know, something like that. Now, I am getting ready and getting more into the idea of, especially my oldest, helping with food prep. Oh, yeah. So that's like a fun thing is like, okay, well, what do you want to have for breakfast? Mm-hmm. And then like what, like thinking through what you need to bring yeah. to make that happen kind of thing. So that's kind of a fun activity. Again, kind of low stakes because... Right. It's not something that... That's a that's, good idea. That's something we've played with. Okay, next tip. Camping with another family. We talked Yay. about this before. Um, your kids can get uh, bored with adults after a while, especially mm-hmm. if you do the no device thing, which we're in the same boat as you. That's right. also our approach when we're camping. Um, so REI suggests going with, or this checklist suggests going with families um so that they're built-in playmates totally and i can advocate for this as well like yeah. i think i do think there's just like with any friend relationship there's a secret sauce so mm-hmm. you just have to know or at least have a pretty good idea that you're kind of aligned you don't have to have the exact i would say same parenting right. approach as another family to do this but if you're someone who is very anxious or wants to have eyes on your kids all the time if you're going with a family that is not that way you are setting yourself up for stress and hardship i'm just gonna say it yep but it doesn't mean you can't be friends doesn't mean they're not the best people on the planet it means they might not be your best camping buddy yeah (laughs) like finding someone who kind of Mm -hmm. like ish like the kids are kind of ready for bed around the same time you guys are kind of you know if you're agreeing on like how far you want to go and how many nights you right. want to go, you probably are kind of in the same. Well, and probably too boat. tolerance for dirtiness. And do they want to go on a hike? Do they want to go fishing? Do they, you know what I mean? I mean, I would assume if you're agreeing to go camping, you want to do those things, but maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> so, maybe not. I mean, it's like. Maybe you're there for the stargazing and you want to go read a book in nature well yeah guess what if you're trying to read a book my kids are going to wreck your day yeah so exactly maybe we're not the best you know and right. I, trust me because i i'm the person that wants to read a book yeah <laughs> and they wreck my day yeah um so yeah so i just say like you know do some like surface mm-hmm. level compatibility checks yeah um but otherwise i'm 100 percent Yes, on that. Totally. The times we've gone with you guys, it's been fun. Well, I guess we've really only made it out once. We've We've planned planned it multiple times and it has gotten... Weather and schedules. Yeah, exactly. We've had multiple times. I mean, I feel like we planned it once like six months in advance and then... It's also really fun to go with another family just because it has the the adult work. Yep. So we did, um, when you and our families Mm -hmm. went together, um, our family did dinner, your family did breakfast, Mm -hmm. just from a... 
getting out the door and making life easy. That yeah. was really that was yeah. really great. That was I a good thought. way to do it. Yeah. It was kind of like you take this meal, we'll take this meal and it made it easier. And kind of in that same vein, another thing I'll say is and we've done, you know, a little bit of both with this, but some of the best camping trips we've had on our own are going to places where there are a lot of different things to do. Like some of the state parks will have like a nature center or a visitor center and there's like kind of a little indoor thing to do or they'll have horseback riding or, Mm. you know, and trails and that, you know, it's again, kind of your level. But like with my kids, there's a cap on roaming around in the woods or fishing, you know, Mm. so it's nice to have another thing to go do at the state park or nearby or wherever you are. No, that's a good point. And I think just being realistic, Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's the hardest thing in general about like vacation planning as a parent, like whether you're planning a trip to Disneyland or a weekend Mm -hmm. away camping, like our brains tend to go towards like the the ideal of how this is going to go. Right. So maybe just being realistic about the fact that your kids may love being outside, but maybe 24 hours is the most Mm -hmm. that that they're really going to be engaged before they start whining. And then if they start whining, you're not having fun, you know, whatever. So know know thyself, know thy kids. Especially on a multi-day trip. I mean, like a one-nighter just out at a random park, it's great. But for those longer trips, we've had the best time when there are a variety of other activities to do at the place or near the place you are. And you guys have even like camped and then like gone into town and done like a thing in town. We haven't done a ton of that, but I mean, if you're close enough to, or you know, 30, 40 minutes from a town, you can always run in and do that. And that's a good backup too, if it's rainy Mm -hmm. or gets colder than you expected or something like that. Absolutely. As long as you feel okay about going places without a shower, which yes, I do. Yeah. So, okay. You know. <laughs> Bookmark shower because I have some uh, hygiene tips and or questions <laughs> later. Okay. So next one was organization, which I mm-hmm. think this is so great. We actually learned a lot from your husband, from Grant on our last trip because he brought all of his like chef kitchen organization skills he brought to the camping experience. Mm-hmm. So whereas we thought we, I mean, we had like a shelf in the garage where we were like putting all of our camping gear and every time we kind of go through and be like pull it, pulling out the camping gear. Some of it was inside, some of it was in the garage mm-hmm. and uh, sort of assembling. He has this just like preloaded massive Tupperware boxes camping kit basically. And yeah. I think the way I understand it is like if you run out of a thing, you come back from your camping trip, you replace it. And then you know that at any point you can grab those Tupperware boxes and be ready to go. Yeah. We have implemented now a similar thing at our house, and it's been magical. I didn't know. And we're, we're like, fairly organized people. Yeah, in general, you guys are way more organized than we are just in life. The camping (laughs) kit was, like, the pre, just pre, it serves as storage, it serves as transportation, it serves as organization. Yeah. So good. He has it, and, you know, organization is neither of our biggest forte. However, that is one area where he is just super OCD about it. So yeah, there's a box with all the kitchen stuff. There's a box with like the steaks and the mallet and like anything required to set up the tent. And that includes like extra rope for a tarp or Mm -hmm. listen, I don't even know all the stuff that's in that box because he does it like he handles it. 
just extra flashlights, extra, you know, whatever. So digging through the back of the car to find the thing, you have the tubs and you're like, well, if if it's related to setting up the tent, oh, you need tub number four. Yeah. Like, let me get that for you. And then, and then you have just saved yourself so much time and hassle of digging through all the stuff you didn't need to get to the thing you did need. Anyway, I highly recommend whatever your system is, um, whatever works for your family, just think about it. It literally like sits on a shelf in our garage comes off the shelf. We may like take a cursory glance yeah. inside to make sure we didn't forget anything. And it goes as is into the back of our car. And then we get to the campground. It comes out of the car. Yeah. And it's in. He's got like fire starting kits. Like, yeah. Like yeah, it's all great. the stuff. So. Highly recommend. That that makes a big difference both in ease of. Just, I mean like we could just pick up and go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it would be that easy. Well, and or, it, yeah. And I think that's important too. Right. Because the thing about camping is that at least if you're the kind of campers we are. It's a fair weather. Yeah. Experience. So. Like you said earlier, we've planned trips before mm-hmm. that never happened. Mm-hmm. But equally, there are days where you just come home on a Friday, maybe by some magical yeah. calendar magic, you don't have anything happening that mm-hmm. weekend, and it's a pretty weekend, and you just want to go, hey, let's go let's camping. Just go for a night. Yeah. Let's just go for a night or two. And to have it all preset makes yeah. that so much more accessible, yeah. so much more attainable to just hit the road, which I think... Yeah, because we've definitely done that. You know, there's some trips where we plan ahead, we prep all this food, it's homemade, it's whatever. We've also done this last minute run to the store, grab We're burgers gone. and hot dogs and like a Danish for the morning. And it's easy. It's not a bunch of prep work. It's just, and it's close to home. You know, I mean, we've we've definitely done those last minute ones too. And mm-hmm. that makes it a lot easier to just pick up and go. Uh, keep kids oriented. So when you get to the, uh, mm-hmm. get to the campsite, again, we're assuming you're in like a, like a state park, national park with like a camp site specifically designated right. for you, making sure they know the number, making sure they mm-hmm. know where the restroom is from your campsite, yeah. where maybe the ranger station is. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably more for older kids that might yeah. wander more on their own, but <clears throat> helping them memorize. So the example they gave here is like, we're four sites away from the amphitheater like yeah so if your kid is out wandering somehow gets lost gets panicky they have the confidence to find yeah. their way back I have I mean that's something I'm gonna focus on more next time we go because I really haven't I, it's just sort of yeah. either you know one my kids are younger so most of the places they're going if it's just us again if my kids are with your kids they can wander off and I know they'll figure it out but my younger one in particular um, I'm with him most of the time if we're yeah. going to the bathroom or something like that. But I think we're close enough to the point with my older, with my seven-year-old that he, you know, could have a little more autonomy in knowing where we are and yeah. what's going on and give him some ownership and the planning or whatever. So the next one says make kids feel important because kids like to be involved. So they recommend things like giving them camp chores, mm-hmm. which I think is – it's funny because – I don't think this is actually this different from being at home. Right. Which is if you're a control freak, you kind of have to set that aside. Mm-hmm. Like theoretically, I love this idea, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and there are for sure some like pick, uh, collecting firewood. Yes. And if you know, they if love you have it. an older kid who's maybe can go roam a little further or if you've got a kiddo that, you know, I, I would say like you definitely want to have this conversation about snakes and like mm-hmm. making sure they're dressed appropriately and they know right like kind of like that they shouldn't be breaking branches off of live trees mm-hmm. and they use just some of those things that seem yeah. like common sense to adults but wouldn't right. necessarily be to kids. 
So picking firewood is a good one. Even like as my kids getting older, like feeding the fire, like mm-hmm. that's a, that's a cool thing they like to do. Um, getting the tent set up on the inside. So typically yeah. like Josh will pop the tent, but then we'll send the boys in to like set up their own little sleeping pad, which they like to do. Right. right. So they'll roll out their bags. They'll pick who sleeps where. Mm-hmm. They'll set up their little flashlights and all of that. They have a good time yeah. with that. So um, anything sort of beyond like, I don't know, to do with the site writ large, I think I get a little like, no, that's you're doing it the wrong way, yeah. which is not the best, but it's it's indicative of how we yeah. operate at home as well. I know, me right? having to kind of let go of the way I want it done. But. Yeah. They, my kids like to, they like to um, help using air quotes on that, but uh, hammer the stakes into the ground. For some reason, that's a big one. They always fight over the mallet and like want to hammer things into the ground or whatever. They're not throwing rocks at each other, so (laughs) it's fine. Yeah, so there's more. Well, like I said, we'll post this list. You guys can read through it. Some of the fun things um, were like reminders of like, like make it fun, like bring fun things. Yes. Like like just nature by itself is wonderful. And honestly, if Mm -hmm. it were just Josh and I, we could just go sit quietly and like read books and look at the stars and fish and be like totally happy. But the reality is these are kids. So, you know, and especially if you want to go electronic free, like we were talking about, supplementing that with other games, Mm -hmm. maybe horseshoes or the um, beanbag thing. Yeah. We've brought a kite before. Uh, Kites are fun if the weather's great. Balls of all shapes and sizes. Hacky sacks, frisbees. We have a few card games. Like we had one of the best times we had camping. It rained and we were in the tent, set up lanterns around and had like a great time playing Uno. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can do fun little stuff. Even if it wasn't raining, we could have done that out at the table or whatever. But we'll do stuff like that. Um, Have you, do you guys ever bring bikes? We sometimes bring bikes. Okay. We haven't done that yet. but we're at the point now where our... um youngest can hang on a bike. Okay. So before when he wasn't riding, it was just kind of a big production because we, it was be like a trailer situation. Yeah. With Josh's bike. And to be honest, too um, big. Yeah. You just can't too pack much it step. because yeah. we can't get it in. There's no space in the car. So mm-hmm. we've got a station wagon, Griswold style, Volvo yeah. station wagon, already Roof filled rack. up inside yeah. <laughs> with the rocket box on top that's mm-hmm. full of stuff. And then we have the ability to hang our bikes on the back. But only bikes. So when you gotcha. get into trailers and stuff, it yeah. gets complicated. So now that we have 100% of family members are now able to pedal, stop, right. sustain themselves on a bicycle, it's like that's been a new yeah. world. So um, we're going for a week in Colorado this summer nice. in August, and we will bring the bikes then. Yeah, for definitely. Sure. So what about you? We haven't um, because space and towns now has one of those – pedal free like stand up bike yeah yeah Yeah. couldn't think of the word so he could you know kind of cruise around Bowie still has training wheels so I fit wise I don't know and now that I'm thinking about it I don't know where that would fit in the car because we don't have a rack Grant has a rack on his car but that's not the car we take camping Mm. so yeah logistically haven't done it it would probably be on one of those like quickie one-nighters where we weren't taking stuff, but taking a a lot of stuff. I was going to say one of the other things we've really enjoyed having both kind of in the, I don't want to call it a toy, but it's both practical and fun, our walkie-talkies. Because sometimes if you're far enough out, there's no cell service. So like if one parent is taking one kid fishing and the other parent is, or both kids even, you know, and there's no way to get your cell phones working. Because I think we've got a set... Um, that has 
a mile or so range, I want to say, because we've gone to a larger state park, the um, Wichita National Wildlife oh, Refuge, yes. down way about Lawton, whatever. Um, it's large. It's really large. So in that one, I mean, at one point, one of us got far enough away, they wouldn't work anymore. But if you're just going down to the you know river to fish or whatever, it's a nice way to communicate. If you if your cell phones aren't working or you know even if you're, you're not paying attention or whatever so and the kids think they're fun to play with yeah. and talk to each other so oh because they totally <clears throat> are yeah over and out are yeah it's me? like well, did did we were you guys with us when the kids we had one in each I car think you was that did. okay yeah, yeah I think so you gave us one to we hang on we to. have fun with those walkie talkies yeah but that's a great for idea. both I practical and fun reasons. And then you mentioned the headlamps. I think it's, we have a couple options for the headlamp. And then my little one doesn't always want to wear the headlamp because it's kind of loose and it mm-hmm. falls off. But we have like kind of a kid's lantern that's mm-hmm. like sturdy and plastic. So if he drops it or something, it's not going to break. And it's just like a little battery mm-hmm. powered. And I think he just gives them that little bit more independence where they feel like they have their own thing. And we always have like 800 flashlights. Again, we're not sending them to the bathroom by themselves in the middle of the night or anything, but you know, they want to hold their own thing while we walk around and, you know, do whatever. That one's, that's a fun one. Oh, I was going to ask you, because you mentioned setting up the tent. Um, Do your kids sleep on a mat like what? What do they sleep on? It, on an air mattress, yeah. like together, or yeah. you have okay. So right now we've got our our current sitch. Yes. our current setup is like a ten person tent, which yeah. everyone wants to give me shit about. No, until you've slept in one and it's dreamy. A ten person like, tent is appropriate for four to four five people, people with all their stuff. So we have like we sleep in the you know like the north wing and the kids yeah. sleep in the south wing and it's lovely. I mean, yeah. there's no divider. Although, please know I am not judge. Ours could have zone. one. Like, it I'm has into a thing. that. Yeah, um, but ours just happens to not have it so we have one sort of queen size air mattress on Mm -hmm. one side where josh and i put our sleeping bags and then on the other side we have another queen mattress where the kids have their own sleeping bags on top of the same mattress though which i mean in a maybe like next level would be getting them each their own air mattress just because when they roll around they yeah do kind of disturb each other sometimes but also they're brothers and they just need to figure it out so yeah that's happening and then we have this whole area in the middle where we keep our clothes bags everything that needs to be dry we keep a uh, we have like a doormat outside Mm -hmm. of our um tent which was an addition a few cycles ago where shoes off to come into the tent because that's another thing like if you if you're trying to keep bugs and gross and dirt pro tip bring slip-on shoes because if you're trying to lace up tennis shoes in the middle of the night and you got to go to the bathroom you do not want to deal with that yeah and also, I like flip-flops because you can see – some people are a little mm-hmm. weird about, like, leaving their shoes outside in nature and, like, wanting it in there. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't say weird. That's probably a legitimate fear. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> having flip-flops, like, it's like you, what you Nothing's see is what you there. get. Yeah. You put your foot in, you go, and you feel fine about yeah. it. So. Our kids have – cots that are they, they it folds up like a camp chair oh, and makes neat. like a nice little really cot it was great i mean we the first couple times we camped we did not have those and we just gave them a pad on the ground mm-hmm. and they just rolled around a Pads lot aren't yeah enough. no just and they for just were for kids. like everywhere like yeah. all over the tent like I don't even know what was happening but yeah we got those little cots and they they stay put they're off the ground and I think it gives them each their own space mm-hmm. they were relatively inexpensive mm-hmm. and they're small they you know it's just a little like I said it's like a little camp chair Sleep and you just fold everything. it out yeah so like if I had to give a tip it would be number one 
just like at home, like make sure your sleeping situation is on point. That is not the place to skimp. So like if you're like starting camping and trying to figure out where Mm -hmm. you need to spend money, buy a tent, buy up on tent size, get a cozy sleeping bag. I really Mm -hmm. recommend ours are from LLB and they're flannel lined and they are just dreams. It's Mm -hmm. like you're sleeping in a dream. And then figure out what surface you're going to sleep yeah. on. Because here's the thing. If you guys have a good night's sleep or a decent night's sleep, you your outlook on that whole trip will be so much more yeah. positive. Um, those first few nights when we were in the four-person tent or whatever, like I just – I was – not a nice person to be around the next day. No. It just, it cascades. <clears throat> right. Because I'm exhausted and the kids are f- exhausted, but now they're dealing with it. They're exhausted and dealing with an exhausted mom. Right. And we're just at each other. So sleep, sleep, sleep. Like yeah. prioritize that. Food, Air I don't mattress, care. You can eat yeah. granola bars for 24 hours. I'm yep. telling you, if you have to buy like a special funny, like a nice camp stove mm-hmm. or a cot or an air mattress, go with the cot or the air mattress. Like that totally. will never fail you. Yeah, I agree. I um And on that same note, we usually bring... Now, sometimes you'll have a campsite that has power. Sometimes you don't. If we have power, we bring a white noise machine that that plugs in the same ones we have in the kids' room. I mean, I guess that kind of depends. Sometimes you want to hear the nature around you if you're close to water, if you, you know, wherever. But we've been in places before where there are other people camping nearby that are loud or you're close to the bathroom. We one time just got stuck because it was a place you didn't make a reservation. You just kind of showed up, got stuck really close to the bathroom. And all night the door was slamming Mm. as people went in and out. And it was horrible. So if... If you aren't, but if you're close to water and you can hear it like rippling that's and all that, that's wonderful. But I'm, I was actually thinking like you might think, oh, awesome, we scored a spot by the bathroom, especially if you have kids. Yeah. Like nearby, and I hadn't thought about that. Close, as a but not too close. There's yeah. a, there's like a. It, there's like a radius that I think, because we've done both where we've been really far and that's not the best, especially with little kids. And then, you know, because listen, you, especially boys pee outside all day long. It's great. But when somebody has to poop and you're far from the bathroom, it is not a good right. situation. Because so kids are not known for giving you like a 15 minute heads no. up on that poop. Right. Like. <laughs> it's like, it's happening now. Get me. Yes. Yeah. So there's there's like a, a bubble of what's ideal. Yes. So if you can reserve a spot, there's look at the map. Like, think about it. If you can't, like, cruise and figure that out and think about it. Because, yeah, so we usually bring a sound machine just in case. Or if you're at a place that doesn't have power, you know, you can use your phone as long mm-hmm. as it lasts. If it has a charge, you can use yeah. the apps on your phone with white noise. So I'm a big white noise person everywhere I go. But I think because I have trouble sometimes one bathroom or other people noises. Then if it's like too quiet and it's like, if you hear like a rustling, you're like, is it a raccoon? Is it a serial killer? Is it a, you know, I mean, like, you don't know. That's so cool. That's my favorite part about camping. No, I can't So yeah. So I'm definitely, when you said white noise machine, I'm like, I'm not going to lie. My first reaction was like, come on. You are literally in nature. (laughs) And you're playing nature sounds. Right. But the bath, I totally get the bathroom situation. But generally speaking, if people aren't being loud and doors aren't slamming, uh, there's nothing better than just like. We had an awesome camp experience where it was really late in the season. I mean, it was like November and there happened to be a warm weekend and we did kind of a last minute, let's pick up and go. I am not kidding. 
we were the only people tent camping in the entire state park. (laughs) And we had the whole place to ourselves. We could pick any spot we wanted. We were, again, we found the right spot, like kind of close to the bathroom, but not too close. This time we weren't worried about like noise. It was more just like convenient. I don't know. We just didn't want to be right next to the bathroom. But anyway, it was great. In that case, didn't need the white noise. But uh, however snoring sometimes but have you ever been next to another tent where someone was snoring no. really loud okay we've gone a couple times on like a crowded weekend either like yeah. spring break or something like that to a couple of different you know because again that's the thing too some state parks you make a reservation sometimes it's just a first come first serve and you have to kind of take your chances and we've ended up with mm-hmm. loud people next to us or things like that. Yeah. So I have been next to a partier. Like yes. A party camp scene. Yep. And woke up to like barf noises. Oh. Like they were out in the woods, oh. but like not far enough. Like oh. I, could, I couldn't smell it, but I could hear it. That Gross. was the situation. And then you hear the friends come out to like check on it. It was like, oh. yeah, and I'm just there with my kids. Yeah. Just trying to like have a... Good, wholesome fishing weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And these people just came to rage mm-hmm. at this uh, mm. on the Saturday night. So I think, you know, there's something too, like, you don't ever see this happen, but like, you know, sometimes at resorts and things or even at restaurants, yeah. have, like the family section, yes. the everybody else section, <laughs> which typically I hate because children are humans too. And like, we don't right. totally have to be segregated all the time. But in this situation, I'm not going to lie. Like I was thinking to myself, how great would it be if we just set up like a kid friendly mm-hmm. part of the campground? Totally. Now I will tell you, I've never done this, but it has crossed my mind and I've had uh, friends that have which is reserving multiple sites. So the the site reservation is typically like 10 bucks a night. Mm-hmm. If so like you said only with some campgrounds can you pre-book. Right. Um in plenty of cases it's first come first serve. But in a pre-book scenario it is not unheard of to book like the site you want and mm-hmm. then the sites on either side and spend 30 bucks instead of $10 and just kind of ensure that you have some space. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Is I'm that, down for that. You're okay? Yeah. yeah you're, I think you're that's great. That. Okay. If you, you know, again, if it's a reserving kind of place or I mean, if, if it's a first come first serve, we definitely, as we cruise for a spot, take into account if who if you can kids. see yeah, yeah who's around already. Now sometimes somebody rolls up late in the day next to you and there's nothing you can do about it. But yeah, I mean we it's like okay this spot's flat this spot has shade but look at those I don't well, know if it's a, if it's a lot of adults on um, teenagers they know each yeah. other and they're like I mean if you're there to party they might already be partying. I mean right. you can kind of see sometimes you can where assess. this is going. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and I see other parents with kids and I'm like doing the like Katniss Everdeen. Like, yeah. I got you. Are you cool? Like, are you? You're, you're, you're yeah. gonna, your kids are going to bed by nine too, right? Yeah. Like, that's, we're a same page. So. We're here for that. Uh, also on that note, um, I, w- one of the things we like to bring is a Bluetooth speaker. So we have music. But have you been next to someone with no. terrible music? That has also happened to us where it was and like. Are you like blaring your Grateful Dead to try and make it like out? To yeah. Out it there. seriously. Nickelback? Like, is that what's happening? 100%. <laughs> they were playing like the hairband station radio which it was it was a literal radio station which i'm like does that even exist like like anymore yes i was like 
I, I where do the, you even get that? I don't that even. That was the only station their boombox was picking yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know what I. I don't even know how to achieve a radio station anymore. But <laughs> they were. It was because there were like commercials and everything, and it was very loud. And yeah, that was one of our less desirable neighbors we've ever had on a campsite yeah. for a variety of reasons. But I love Grant's commitment to the dead when camping. Like yeah. it is and I mean he's a musician. I think we've talked about this mm-hmm. before and I think has fantastic taste in music. And I love the Grateful Dead also. But it is like when you're camping there is no other acceptable yeah. soundtrack, I feel like for Grant in his Spacian. mind. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So cause sometimes I have to like sneak in there and like override his Bluetooth with mine and just be like, oh, I don't know what happened. Like my Spotify just came on. I don't know what, what's wrong there. Yeah. Cause it gets, it's a lot. It's a lot of the Grateful Dead, which I mean, it's chill. It's fine. It's but cool. he's, I dig the vibe for some, for I sure. think it's, it was just funny to me. Like we were like, well, what, what should we listen to? And he was like, are, are there other things yeah. to listen to when you're camping? I don't in think his that mind, there no. are. So, no, yeah. that's part of the he's experience committed. he is. For sure. Um, but yeah, I am not above uh, cutting, you know, you can like boot someone else off the Bluetooth yeah, signal. I do totally. it. You know, I've done it before. Okay. So one of the other essentials, obviously box or can wine. Oh, <laughs> or you brought cocktails when, when we went. This is irresponsible people. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that. But the, the box is nice and convenient because you just have Hands an ever flowing spout all yeah, weekend. The pre-mixed canned cocktails are yes. fantastic. Um, you can also totally mix your own if you're, mm-hmm. if you're, ready for that. So, um, like in a plastic kind of like water bottle yeah. situation, pre-mix that Marg yep. at home and then it's in your water bottle. Just make sure the kids know, which, yeah. is, which is mommy and daddy's water bottles. Yep. Although I think if they took one sort of sniff, they'd be so grossed out. Like totally. it's not no. um, appetizing at all yet. We don't have teenagers. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good tip too. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you know, get some ice in a glass. Yeah. Water, squeezy bottle. You're just uh, ready your for your day. And, and you're or your night. Or yeah. both. <laughs> in, in our case, sometimes. Vacation, yeah, it's vacation. Yeah. Totally. So, okay, that's drinks. What about food? Do you guys have any, like, tried and true recipes? So we have some things we've really loved. Mm-hmm. So I... I will say one of those things we stole from you guys, mm-hmm. which is the pre-made breakfast tacos. Totally. Um, so nobody, there's no heroes in camping. And I think I thought that camp food necessarily had to be physically made by the campfire mm-hmm. to qualify. And what my eyes have been opened up to is like how not true that is. Right. So it was still a very, so you, so again, we have stolen this idea, but you guys will make like full on, like mm-hmm. a breakfast, like. Do your sausage, do your um, yeah. eggs, cheese, everything. Fold it up in a tortilla. Wrap that in so burrito, I guess. Yeah. Wrap that up in foil, and then keep those in the ice chest until you're ready in mm-hmm. the next morning. And then you throw these like foil wrapped bundles of deliciousness onto a campfire. The cheese gets all melty. Mm-hmm. It's incredible, and it's so fast because we were making breakfast tacos when we were camping. Right. But we're like, we got our skillet out and we're yeah. doing the eggs and the sausage over the campfire and number one it takes a really long time yeah people are not the most patient you know typically like being outside makes you hungry yep and and then there's all this cleanup right. so the idea of pre-prepping in a world where you have a dishwasher and then bundling those things and just sticking them on the fire and they still get that like campfire yeah it still feels it still feels very yeah like hot it's you know so that's a favorite for sure we also did find through our like Cub Scout 
group mm-hmm. the idea of Dutch oven pizza, oh. which is incredible. So you take like a like uh, biscuits or like one of those mm-hmm. rolls of canned pizza dough, and you basically bake the pizza dough over the oven and then put okay. on your toppings. It was very good, and I highly I like recommend that. But that is one that is like a you start at three o'clock if you want to eat at six o'clock, right? So you have to be kind of just like into doing that as a novelty, yeah. Otherwise, you know, we've had a lot of luck with just keeping mm-hmm. it simple, yeah. I think so, kind of thing. We've done. A little bit of both. Like we've tried to do like more complicated take forever over the fire, which is great if you're there and want to put in that time. Mm-hmm. We have a, a portable oven or stovetop. What am mm-hmm. I trying to say? You yeah. know what I'm trying to say as well. So we cook those a lot. The thing we found with the breakfast burritos, because they do take a little bit of time, even when they're pre-made just to get them warm, like all the way through, we'll usually bring a little like pastry of some kind for the kids to munch on if they're already cranky and hungry mm-hmm. before the breakfast burritos are ready. So idea. there's like a appetizer <laughs> to breakfast, yeah. if you will. Um, and then, yeah, like burgers, dogs, easy stuff like that. We've done, uh, Grant's put pancake batter in a squeezy bottle mm-hmm. and made that on the stovetop before. Because uh, it's portable and it's pre-mixed. You just have to keep it cold because of the eggs or whatever. Yeah, we, we've done a couple complicated dinners, but I always feel like it's kind of mm-hmm. not worth the hassle. And our kids, I, I love the idea of like the foil pouches with the potatoes and all that stuff, but our kids won't eat it. So mm-hmm. we don't do those very often. Anything more complicated we've done, we've kind of been like, that was good, but... It was a lot of work, so hamburgers are great, too. So that's what I think. Okay, so earlier you mentioned showers. Do you ever shower at the campground? Hell no. Me either. And we've stayed at some that had nicer-looking showers, but... I just, it, we're not camping no. in really hot weather either. So we don't go. Yeah, if it's same. So if it's so hot that I'm going to be so sweaty, I need a shower. We're just not going to go. Yeah. So dry shampoo, hats. Wash your face. Yeah. Take your toothbrush and dry shampoo. Yeah. And I have some of those face wipes that are mm-hmm. like, if I don't mm-hmm. want to make the haul or sometimes the sink situation, like sometimes mm-hmm. you get the ones that have like a bathroom quote unquote but it's more like a porta potty with a roof on it you know so if, if it doesn't have a good sink I use those little like wipey I t- things like I do everything in my power to never visit a public campground restroom yeah like if it's possible for me to and there have been trips where I've never been yeah because no one in our family had to poop that time yeah and I washed my face at the campsite mm-hmm. with just water and uh you know my face wash like just so you just pee little- in the woods every time I pee in the woods sometimes. Sometimes I don't have to pee. Don't write in. I know that what? I'm not drinking enough water. <laughs> I have an unusually large bladder. Okay. So you know, I, like I pee constantly, no, but I drink I can, a ton of water. Yeah, so that's... I can go a very long amount of time. That's very amazing. Long, like camel long. I feel like I constantly... So if there's a toilet available, which I don't think we've ever been any place there. Again, it's it's been like a porta potty with a roof that smelled horrible, but I sure. still would go use it. Yeah. But usually it's like because the campground is more crowded or, you know. If you can find privacy, here's my stance. Peeing in nature is infinitely cleaner than any kind of public restroom experience you're going to find. Yeah. And this is what I tell my kids too. I mean, poop, I get it. No one's pooping in the woods. Right. That's not what we're here for. But like number one, like in almost every situation, I'm going to suggest you find a little bit of privacy and Mm -hmm. you will be so much 
less grossed out by that experience. And I don't care what your gender is. Yeah. Than you would by using a public campground restroom. But I want to wash my hands if there's a sink. Yeah, but don't you have like all your cup? Yeah, we do. Yes. We always have the hand sanitizer. True, true, true. I I feel like I can take care of it. Like I don't need the. I'll go. I'll usually go. I don't know. I am not a woods peer if I can help it, but I pee a lot. Like that's, I mean, like I probably go six or seven times a day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Like a lot. (laughs) Two, maybe? I'm two. Do you drink water? I do. Are you okay? I think I know. I don't know. Oh, I'm self-conscious now. Well, I'm just, I'm kind of amazed. I was told when I was pregnant and in the hospital that I was, that, because you know, they measure your pee output. Okay. 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 You know, yes. on like baby watch or yeah. whatever. I was told that I have a abnormally oversized bladder. Okay. Which I account for a lot of the space around my midsection. Of course. Totally. Yeah, that's that's, that's exactly on. what that so, is. You know, everybody's different people. Okay. So. Well, mine is small, so I can't <laughs> that can't make up for any of my gut problem, but All right. Okay. All I right. Think- that was a yeah. That was a segue. All right. Well, that's our, those are our tips and trips. Mm -hmm. Tips and trips. Oh my gosh. Tips Tips for trips. Tricks for trips. There you go. Camping trips. Tips and tricks for camping trips. There's our episode name. I love it. (laughs) All right, guys. If you've got any tips or tricks, I can't even get the words out now, that we didn't share that are just like... Mm -hmm. I mean, because we do it, and, and selfishly, we want to know. Yeah, we're going in a couple are. weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, and of course, we will share them with mm-hmm. the whole um, middle of everything community on social media. So hit us up. We will post links to everything we talked about here today, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.